Bush and Richie here with your daily takeaway podcast. One thing that we've we've kind of come to realise with this podcast is that we need to give you guys, the podcast listeners, a little bit extra, something on top of what the people who listen live get. So we're going to start dropping a little Easter egg here and there, little treats within this podcast. The first one is a treat you're going to love it. Yeah, it is. Uh, you're going to hear a competition later on that you won't get the chance to take part in because you're listening uh, in a podcast. But uh, uh, those who listen to this this as a live radio show, those poor souls, those poor souls, um, they had a competition. Um, and there's, there's there's questions that never got to be asked because there was a very clever contestant on. So extra questions are going to happen at the end of this podcast tonight uh, that no one else has heard. They're extras for you. Uh, but just as a little teaser for you right now, Jeremy Beadle, who did he appear on Celebrity Who Wants to Be a Millionaire With? Right, have a little think about it. You're going to find out at the end of the podcast. Oh, this is Bush and Rich's daily takeaway. So I found myself on a double decker bus earlier on today, and uh, I ended up doing something that I really should have grown out of by the age of 45. But to be quite simple, I don't tire of it. Top deck, front seat, right hand side, sat above the driver. And just loving life. Were you pretending to drive? Of course I was. Get a friend to do gears? <laughs> <laughs> just just sat there thinking, he ain't making this call. Oh, he has. Brilliant. Yeah. You just, you just sit there thinking, I am the driver just up there. Bump 45. This is no longer the school bus. This is no longer a school trip. This is no longer a, a, a trip into town on a Saturday lunchtime. This is going to work. I'm mid-40s. Do you have things that you really should have tired of doing, but you quite simply haven't? Well, I mean... I mean, just going back to the bus thing, it's such a shame now they've got CCTV on, TV on there because I used to love looking back down at the driver through the yeah. porthole. Yeah. Why, why, why did they get rid of the little um, porthole thing? What do you call that, where you look up through something? Well, it was a periscope, wasn't periscope. it? Because the driver would have mirrors. He'd have a mirror at the bottom, then there'd be a mirror at the top, and they'd be able to see right up this little chute and along the top of the bus. You could see his chin. It's no longer there anymore. They want to record everyone on CCTV. What's all that about? That was just part of the fun, just looking down and having a look at his chin whilst he's driving around. But um, for me, I mean, I, I, I remember doing this right at the start of my relationship with Katie, and it, was ne- it nearly broke us up. Wow. She, she's very. She gets very embarrassed if you behave like an idiot in public, which is a nightmare with her being like me. With, with me, uh, but I I can't resist scooting along on IKEA trolleys when you're in the, <laughs> you know, you're in the bit down the bottom where you go to the the numbered shelf to pick stuff up. Yeah. I can't push those things along without having a go on it and trying to, you know, bobsleigh around. There's too much space not to. Like, you just got to do it. It's the done thing. And I did it literally probably about a month into us starting dating each other. And she was like, you need to stop doing that. Please never do that again. I'm absolutely mortified. Didn't speak to me for the rest of the evening. Uh, Sean's tweeted, mixing ketchup in his mash. So it's all pink. Says, 56. Can't stop doing it. Never tire of it. I've never even done that. Never done that before in my life. (laughs) Sean, you're a a trailblazer. The things that you really should have grown out of but you just don't tire doing I'm going to throw in as well uh, and, and this is this is a giant breed this thing as technology changes but the good old fashioned chip and pin mobile phone in a restaurant when you're paying <laughs> my kids hate it when I do that and I can't stop it's like catnip for me uh, Kelly says pressing the try me button on kids toys we're asking for the oh. things that you do despite the fact that you really should have grown out of it but you just haven't tired of it uh, Rich who is driving home in soggy Shropshire says I probably should have grown out of it but I never tire of eating Nutella out of the jar with a spoon the animal <laughs> Jess uh, Jess what are you doing I don't tire of walking along walls ok so you're walking anywhere in town or wherever and you see a good medium sized wall you're up on that walking along balancing absolutely Jess it's an awkward one we do have to ask ages with uh, with this if you don't mind telling us uh, what age you are walking along these walls I am 45 I'm proud of it (laughs) 
Good on you. According to official height charts, I'm the height of a 12-year-old. Like that, that helps. That helps when wall walking. <laughs> well, it, it means I can buy kids' clothes as well with no VAT and kids' shoes. There's so, many, there's so many bonuses to being small, there really is. And the walls. And the walls as well. Can I ask you another question? You know when you get to, like, a natural gate in the wall, do you try and jump over to the other side or do you get off and go around and then jump back on again? Oh, well, with very short legs, that's always a risk. So I do hop down and then hop back on the other side. She sort it through. <laughs> Love it, Jess. You've got your style. Keep doing it. Brilliant. Thank you very much. Uh, Michael, hanging on. What do you do, Michael? Yeah, I don't tire of uh, setting off the egg timers at the uh, major supermarkets. Um, it basically, where when a been doing it as a child when I went around with my uh, mum and while well, shopping and yeah, well, <laughs> I set them off and it'd be comical. So you know when you, when you just just so people at home can hear this because sometimes on the phone line it's quite hard to hear this, but we want to be clear. You when you go to the supermarket, you set the egg timers that are hanging up on that middle aisle type bit for different times so they go off in the shop. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Do you know what, Michael? Um, there's going to be people that have heard that who have never even thought of doing that. Who will be trying that this weekend? Some people just want to watch the world burn, don't they, Michael? <laughs> yeah. Can I ask yeah, what you I do, Michael? What, what, what's your day job? Uh, I'm a software engineer. Of course he is. That kind of adds up, doesn't it? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, text here for the things that you don't tire of doing despite your age. Uh, in fact, this text says, after your previous caller, I was almost home, but I've turned the car around and I'm heading to the nearest supermarket to set all the egg timers to go off at different times. It's amazing. Revolutionary for so many people. Another supermarket one, though. The ones uh, I like to arrange the spice bottles, says Sam. Uh, the ones with the big letter on the label to make rude words on the shelves. The gift that keeps on giving. I'm getting some great ideas for the next time I go to the supermarket in here. This is amazing. This one here uh, is from Scotty in County Durham, and he says, I never tire of getting people to grab their chin and squeezing it as hard as you can for 10 seconds. Right. Apparently, he says you won't be able to let go. He says, it's not ideal for the radio. We can't see, but please give it a go. Producer Adam, when I was reading the text out a minute ago, said that they used to do it at school. I've never heard of this. I've never heard of it. Should we do it for 10 seconds? Let's do it now. Three, two, one, here we go. I can't squeeze it. Sideways or uh, top of your chin? Please do join in. You're not even, obviously not if you're driving, but if you've got like a... You've probably got about three seconds to go if you are doing it. One, two, three. I can just let go of my chin. Incredibly underwhelming. Scotty, mate, that's the worst <laughs> thing we've ever done on this show. We've done some <laughs> terrible stuff. Uh, and what do you not tire of doing? How about we go on the swing? OK, so if you don't mind us asking your age... 45. 45, and you still like a go on the swing when you're going by? Absolutely. Well, Ange, I take my hat off to you because you and I are the same age and I can't go on the swings anymore because the last time I did with my young Rocco, I started getting a little bit dizzy. Really? The only, the only thing that sometimes doesn't work is the hips. Sometimes it's a bit of a squish with your hips, you know, to get in the seat. But... <laughs> That'd be bad, wouldn't it, getting, having to get, like, released from a swing by the local fire brigade and end up <laughs> in the paper? But there's something weird happens, isn't there? It's your inner ear when you get older. You can't go on the roundabout anymore. No. Because you, you suddenly just can't handle it. It's, it's a shame, no, no, isn't that, it? That, I'd love to, but yeah, I get busy on the roundabout, but I like how we go on the swing. Okay, do you mind us asking, Angie, if you have children? I have two. They're 10 and 14. And okay. I don't need them with me to go on the swing. <laughs> that was my other question. <laughs> Fair enough. Good for you, Ange. Thank you. Nobody. Take Thank care, you. bye. The Daily Takeaway.
Ash and Richie's Daily Takeaway. It's the moment you've all been waiting for here on Absolute Radio and Home Time. It is the final of the Dunk Index. A week ago, we embarked on a mission to find the best dunking biscuit in the world using science. And we've worked our way through a World Cup wall chart of different biscuits, all different shapes and sizes, dunking them into cups of tea using, like I say, science, string and bulldog clips attached to the end of the spare microphone here in Studio 3.1. Tonight, then, it is Rich Tea versus the Fox, Fox's Chocolate Round. And we couldn't be more excited. We're very excited. Eight biscuits down to two and soon it will be one and it's all been fair and above board. But do you know what? That doesn't stop people complaining. But this is a show for the people, by the people, for the people. You've always had your right to reply. Here's what some people have had to say. Hearing from our sources that the Court of Arbitration for Sport is preparing an injunction to halt tonight's proceedings, questions have been asked about how and why Rich Tea were even included in the bid process. Almost as much nonsense as including a gold bar. When will the insanity end? What is this? Rich tea or b***? A complete non-biscuit. You might as well enjoy a cream cracker with your tea. This is Wrexham versus Arsenal all over again. This is a defective. There is no chance that a rich tea would hold longer than a solid bar. This is pure flat earth stuff. Why or why isn't taste post-dunking being explored as well? You could have a formula to give you overall score. So 2D plus T equals the score, right? D equals dunk, T equals taste. Some biscuits taste better undunked. This smells of a Far East betting syndicate. Rich teas, the biscuit nobody wanted, and yet I find myself rooting for it to go all the way. What a journey it's been. What a journey it's been. Everybody loves an underdog, and there it is in the final. Two biscuits dangling right now from bulldog clips and bits of string, and we dunk them. Next. This is the Daily Takeaway. Two biscuits dangling with bulldog clips, two different cups of tea. I think we're ready to go. We are indeed. Two biscuits that are both during the early stages of this competition earn themselves a dunk index of five, the highest possible. We're expecting that it's a final that's going to go the duration. Uh, so being that very soon you're going to hear some uh, messages from some of our sponsors and another song, uh-huh. whilst that action is going on, if there is a result in this final, because we're expecting it's going to take minutes rather than seconds, this one, you will hear a klaxon far off. We will fire a klaxon. Think of the earlier rounds in this game as maybe like a one-day international. This could be more of a test match. I think so. These guys are elite. It's going to go the full the full distance, we think. So on the left-hand bulldog clip, it is the rich tea. On the right-hand bulldog clip, it is the Fox's chocolate round. I'm nervous for the final time. I'm lowering the contraption into the tees. Let the final commence. Let's get ready to dunk. They both sunk sideways into the drink. And I would oh stay God. by your radio, keep an ear out. And we will keep you posted. It is the Dunk Index final here on Home Time 2023. This is the Daily Takeaway. We apologise if your enjoyment of the song just then was interrupted by the sound of a klaxon. That is because we've had a result in the final of the Dunk Index. And that klaxon fired after five minutes and 21 seconds. It went right through an ad break. That's why we had to employ the klaxon. Who would have wanted to have listened to five minutes and 21 seconds of commentary of biscuits being dunked? Well, you can listen to Absolute Radio Extra for the full <laughs> the full match playback. And we have a winner. Uh, it was an, let's, Before we say who won, what an amazing uh, battle it was. Two biscuits at the very peak of their game, hanging in there. It was quite incredible. There was, there was probably a moment during that final where you and I were looking at each other thinking, this isn't going to be over and we're going to have to talk again here. Yeah, yeah, we must have to call it a draw. <laughs> what, what are we going to have to do? But there was a winner. It was the chocolate rounds. 
It's still intact, intact as we look at it from here. The uh, rich tea, which I think is... Uh, it's exceeded all expectations in this in this competition. It's been unbelievable, really. I thought we'd be out in the first round. Let's just look at the timings once again. I mean, we're, we're talking about the, the biscuit that's been defeated. It, it, it kind of is almost the victor, really, because it lasted five minutes, 20 seconds against the beast of the yeah. winner that is the chocolate round. Here's an interesting fact for you. I know that a lot of stat fans listen to this show. In the quarterfinal, uh, the chocolate round went at 5 minutes 50. So science dictates Ooh. that if the rich tea had just clung on for another 30 seconds, yeah. it could have been the winner, but it didn't. It was the size of a Peshwari naan by the end of it. Rich tea it was stretched <laughs> out of shape and everything as well. But I, I think it's come back as maybe the people's champion. I imagine when it comes back to the airport, be like England coming back from Italia 90, there'll be lots of people there to welcome them, that kind of thing. Maybe a rich tea with a, you know, with a plastic tummy like Gaza. It is the people's champion because if you look at the mug that the Victor's Biscuit is above. The... What, what would you describe it's it? It's not a pretty stain. It's not a pretty stain on the side of the mug that's got the chocolate round on. We want to say a big thank you to all of the biscuits, all the people who got involved, but we can say with certainty that the Fox's chocolate round is the ultimate dunking biscuit in 2023. What are you saying about that? In the meantime, though, we're giving you the chance to head to the Teenage Cancer Trust gigs at the iconic Royal Albert Hall. And we've got two contestants on the line who both want to win their way to see Roger Daltrey and friends of the Teenage Cancer Trust. And let's meet them right now. First on the line, line number one, is Claire. Claire, where are you from and how's your day been? I'm from Leeds and it's been OK. All right. Has the weather been all right there, Claire? Uh, it's a bit rainy. Par for the course, though, isn't it, mate? Round there? Definitely. <laughs> there you go. You stay on the line. On the other line, up against Claire, we've got Darren. Where are you from, Darren, and how's your weather been? Yeah, hi. I'm from Bogner, and the weather's been good today. It's just started raining now, though. Beautiful Bogner. Beautiful Bogner. All right, listen, you two, stay there. Here are the rules. Uh, we've devised a quiz called Who Are You? See what we've done there? We've got three celebrity profiles that Richie's going to read out. Using your name as your buzzer... All you have to do is guess who he's describing. Whoever gets two out of three right wins the tickets. Uh, and you get frozen out. If you make a guess and you're wrong, you're frozen out until the other person's had a guess. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Yep. Can we practice you using your names as your buzzer? Claire, you go first. Claire. Brilliant. And then uh, Darren. Darren! Oh, oh he means business. <laughs> Just important final point. Buzz in with your name first, all right? And then I will ask for what your guess is. Right, here we go. Good luck to the both of you. Here is celebrity number one. I was born in 1947 in Pinner, and I'm the eldest child of Stanley Dwight and Sheila Eileen. At the age of 15, I was... Darren! Darren, early. Go on, what's your guess? Elton John. Wow! What a start. Here we go. Very good. Very good. Fair play. There were some great facts that you didn't even get to use there. I feel bad. We should release these as a pamphlet. <laughs> no. Uh, if you download the uh, Bush and Ritchie <laughs> Daily Takeaway tonight, all the clues for Elton John we'll do the full are going to get read out. <laughs> the full audio book. Just will lack a lot of suspense. Good start there from Darren. He's 1-0 in the lead. Claire, everything to play for. Uh, well, all to play for, actually, because yeah. you need to get these next two. Here we go. Celebrity number two. Who am I? I was born in Reading... In 1975, I made my first on-stage appearance when I was five, playing Mary in the school nativity play. My on-screen debut was in a BBC science fiction show in 1991 called Dark Season. My first notable film role was in Sense and Sensibility 
with Emma Thompson in 1995. I starred in The Holiday, a film where I swapped homes with Cameron Diaz and ended Claire! up... With... Oh, Claire! What's your guess? Hold <laughs> on, it's... Um... Oh, Emma! Oh, no. I'm freezing you, freezing you out. Lucky. It's not Emma, freezing you out. You can have a guess there, Darren, before I move back on with the clue. I have no idea. I'm moving back on. Uh, I swapped homes with Cameron Diaz and ended up with Jack Black. I won the Oscar for Best Actress in 2009 for The Reacher. For The Reader, rather. <laughs> Reacher's a very different film. <laughs> I will always be best known for the worldwide recognition I gained in 1997 playing Rose DeWitt opposite Leonardo Di Claire! Kate Winslet. Yes! yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Darren, you heard of Kate Winslet? Oh, I've heard. It's been an education for Darren. It's one all. It has so. Final celebrity. Oh, it's, it's a decider now, Claire, Darren. Stay on it. Here we go. What a night it's been with this and the Dunkin' Dex. <laughs> what it? a night. What a night. So much drama. <laughs> Here we go. Celebrity number three, I was born in Hackney. In 1947, I started my first business at the age of 21 in 1968. I sold my final stake in that business in 2007 for a whopping £125 million. I was once the chairman and part owner of Tottenham Hotspur Football Club. Darren. Oh, Darren, Darren. what's your guess? Alan Sugar. Alan, Sir Michael, Lord Sugar. Yes. <laughs> Congratulations. Claire, hard luck. But, uh, Darren, well done. You are off to the Royal Albert Hall to see Roger Daltrey and friends of the Teenage Cancer Trusts. Yay. Good lads. What are you having for tea, Darren? Uh, stir fry. Oh, someone's doing all right for wow. themselves. Claire's gone. Literally, she's just gone. Uh, Darren, that's an amazing thing. Have yourself a brilliant Thursday evening. I will now, thank you. Uh, do you want Richie to give you a bell later on after the show and go through the full Elton John resume that we never got actually right the way down to the end of? <laughs> yeah, why not? Still got three really good clues for Alan Sugar as well that are going to be on the podcast. <laughs> they will be on the podcast tonight. Look, you can still buy your tickets to the brilliant set of gigs at the Royal Albert Hall. It's happening next week. It's all raising money for the Teenage Cancer Trust. Artists performing include Wet Leg, Kasabian, hosted by Bush and Richie, Underworld as well. Head to our website, absolutelyradio.co.uk slash tickets and supporting young people with cancer. This is the Daily Takeaway. Right, so we come together and come up with a crowdsource, an idea for a great movie suggestion based on a particular topic or slant or brief. What's it tonight, Richie? Well, it's St. Patrick's Day tomorrow, so films oh, yeah. that feature Ireland. My, is it St. Patrick's Day tomorrow? Tomorrow, yeah. That's come up quick, isn't it? Has indeed. So get yourself ready by choosing a movie and we'll try and crowdsource that tonight together. So I'm going to throw in... A, it's a bit of a weird one because it's not like about a happy time in Ireland, but it's still one of my favourite films that have got something to do with Ireland. Uh, 71, starring Jack O'Connell from Skins. Do you remember Skins, mm -hmm. that TV show? Yeah. Anyways, he's, I love a lot of the films he's done, actually. He's great. Uh, but he did another great prison movie called Starred Up, but... It's called 71. It's based on a story about a British soldier in Belfast during the Troubles. And he gets kind of detached from his unit during this riot. And he has to kind of hide out and get back, escape out. And some people sympathise with him and help him. 
Uh, and it's just a fun... It's all the way through, really, like, tense, and you think, you know, something awful's going to happen any second, but it's just a great drama, cracking drama, that. So, 71 Jack O'Connell would be my suggestion. Mine's a slightly different vibe. <laughs> slightly different vibe. Uh, Hilary Swank, Harry Connick Jr., Gerard Butler. Wow, what a trio that is. Thank you very much. A young widow discovers that her late husband has left her ten messages intended to help ease her pain and start a new life. I give you P.S. I love you. You are not suggesting that. <laughs> I am. It's Staten Island. What's, is that, is that, I was going to say, what's the Irish bit because, in it? The, 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 the bereavement happens in Manhattan and they go back to Ireland, which is where they were going to go before, sadly, the husband dies. Don't want to give it all away. Well, there you go. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I, I feel like we've given them two quite... It's like downer films. Do you know what I mean about Ireland? Well... No, I mean. I, I, this mine is described as a comedy romance uh, on on IMDb with a rating of seven out of ten. That's not bad, seven out of ten. So. I'll have to check out what seventy one's got. <laughs> not seeing that many people come in with PS I love you tonight. It's just a matter of time. It's <laughs> early doors <laughs> in the feature, come. isn't it? They'll come. Uh, Benjamin says Castaway. It's all about an island, and he's even done that little emoji with sunglasses on. I think Benjamin knows what he's done. It's not clever or to be encouraged. Don't ruin it for the group, please, Ben. Uh, Adam Ventress says Banshees of Enesherin best film of the last year for me obviously very very topical yeah. and uh, done well during awards season I'm yet to see it I want to it's meant to be really good Helen Scott says Angela's Ashes I've watched that I think my mum read the book that's really damn good uh, this one here says guys my suggestion is Far and Away with Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman <laughs> now that looks terrible <laughs> that's I'm really sorry that looks terrible uh, Aidan in Aylesbury says Sing Street a boy growing up in poor, poor in Dublin during the 80s makes a band with schoolmates and escapes to England. Amazing film. Uh, Rich is in Burgess Hill, says, not strictly Ireland, but two of the main characters are Irish. How about In Bruges with Colin Farrell and Brendan Gleeson? No, I'm not sure about that. So no from us. Uh, Flick says, my left foot, Daniel Day-Lewis, won an Oscar for it. An amazing film too. Uh, Daisy, what are you putting forward? Waking Ned. Waking Ned? Yeah, it's... Yeah, so funny. Honestly, I cry every time laughing. How many, have you, how many times have you seen it then, Daisy? Oh, um, countless. <laughs> Is there any way, imagine Richie and I reading the back of the uh, the VHS, we stood in blockbusters, what does it say about Waking Ned? Uh, Waking Ned is about a little village in Ireland and they hear that someone's won the lottery. Right. So they go around to see their friend Ned to see if he knows who's won it and it's actually him that's won it but he's dead from the shock. Holding the <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing just at the idea of it. That's a great setup for a movie. Good shout. <laughs> All right, okay, Daisy, it's a good shout. We'll both have to see it. Okay, you must, you must. <laughs> Steve says the wind that shakes the barley sounds terrible. Michelle says grabbers, aliens invade and they lock themselves in a pub to survive. <laughs> Never heard any of these films. Nope. We've got Michelle on the line. Michelle, what are you suggesting? It is the commitment. Okay, Commitments, classic movie. Why is it so good? Um, Our producer has never heard of it. The music is fantastic. The It's just an absolutely fantastic film, a really feel-good film. Um, I've watched it numerous times. It is amazing. Okay, and if Richie and I... Where are you from, Belfast? Uh, Lisburn, just outside Belfast. If Richie and I were, come to, were to, to come for a night out in that area, where would you take us? Oh, it would have to be in the Belfast now because Lisburn, there's not much in it, but... And some, and some nightclub in Belfast. Um, there's there's too many to choose from. We'll all head to the nightclub. Producer Adam will have to watch the commitments because he's not seen it. Uh, but it's an uh, overwhelming have, have suggestion, Michelle. A lot of people going for it. Have to watch it, definitely. It's amazing. The Daily Takeaway.
Bush and Richie's Daily Takeaway. What are we going to pick then for a great movie to do with Ireland? Yes, what's going to be the winner? What is going to be the Fox's chocolate round of the Irish movies? Oh, yes. <laughs> it's got to be the commitments. It's open shut, surely. Do you know, I, we worked it out. It's 1991 that film came yeah. out. And I remember loving it at the time. I've never been anywhere near it since. So maybe it is time to watch that again tomorrow on St Paddy's Day. There's the plan. We will return for St Patrick's Day tomorrow from four. This is the Daily Takeaway. Right then, folks, if you've made it to this point, you do clearly want to find out more about uh, Elton John, Kate Winslet and Alan Sugar. And we've got the, the resolution to the, the Jeremy Beadle uh, uh, Indeed. Uh, well, actually, I've got nothing else to tell you about Kate Winslet because I went through every single clue. If they didn't guess Kate Winslet, I was stuffed. OK, so Kate, Kate Winslet, you know you know everything about that. It's on the main show. You just Elton heard it. John, age of 15, played as a pianist called Reggie at a hotel in Watford. Left Little school, pianist. Left school at 17 to, uh, to pursue a career in banking. Wow. Uh, changed his name in 1976 uh, with his uh, future musical partner, Bernie Torpin. I think by this point everyone knows who it is. Uh, Step Into Christmas, only reached number eight in the UK chart, wrapped with Eminem and Taron Egerton starred as him in Rocket Man. That's not news to anybody. Yeah, that's pretty, that's, uh, that's bread and butter stuff, isn't it? Lord Sugar, in 2021, ranked the 138th richest man in the UK and hosted The Apprentice on BBC One since 2005 and appeared on Celebrity <laughs> Who Wants to Be a Millionaire with one of his best friends, Jeremy Beadle. Who'd have thought it? I'd never have put Jeremy Beadle and Alan Sugar together. This this business acumen man looking and at a you thinking, that man who makes cars fall off the suck of good side of quaysides or destroys sofas, he's going to be my mate. I'll tell you the most unbelievable thing as well with Jeremy Beadle. Again, it just proves maybe we, we underestimated him. He, he is buried in Highgate Cemetery. Is he really? Next to, like, Karl Marx. Wow. So it's just unusual. You go, I mean, I, mean, I lived near that cemetery and obviously, you know, my daughters, they love going around those kind of places but there's some there's some like the great and good I'm not saying Jeremy Beadle isn't but you get all these kind of highfalutin people like poets and politicians and stuff in there and there you are you've got, you got Jeremy Beadle in there fair play to him maybe it is a statement of someone who mistily eyes looks back at their youth but Saturday evening TV peaked with Beadles about do you know what I want to do I want to go to I want to go to Highgate Cemetery and I want to place a, bo- a bouquet of flowers and a traffic warden's hat <laughs> on top of his grave it's what he would have wanted